1: Inside the Drag Closet with Jade.
0: Join Jade Devere and a fabulous team of guests as they discuss all things drag, from wigs to makeup to performances and everything in between. Join us at WLFE-DV.com for upcoming shows and more.
1: Well, hello there, kids. Welcome to Inside the Drag Closet, the interactive podcast where we talk about all things drag and some things that aren't. Who knows? We're really just here to have a good time. I'm your host, Jay DeVere, and I'd like to start tonight talking about algorithms. That's right, something we don't usually talk about. We are so grateful that everybody has been following this show, but we do need your help. If you're watching out there on Facebook, make sure you like and subscribe to the Inside the Drag Closet page. And if you're over on YouTube, make sure you are watching there. You can find that link at www.youtube.com slash Jade Also, just in time for the holidays, we have some merch ready to go. That's right. In honor of the holidays, we recommend that you get your family something they will enjoy, which is either a inside the dry closet hoodie or the (laughs) T-shirt. That's right. I'm becoming a regular businesswoman over here. But you can find all of that at www.jadeveer.com slash merch but I do have to answer a little bit of a who, what, where. Who am I? My name is Jade DeVere. I'm the host of Inside the Drag Closet. I have been doing drag for over 10 years now and I absolutely love it. What am I wearing? Well, you know, since it's it's gonna be a bit of a family night tonight, I wanted to dress like a panda. We'll explain that later. It's a family thing. Um, I also have my panda earrings from, (gasps) Rock Spiker. That's right. She actually made this set a while ago and my mother-in-law bought me these for Christmas. Absolutely love this jewelry set. And where can you find me? Well, right now you can find me every Wednesday night at 8.30 PM right here on WLFE-DB radios inside the drag closet. Uh, hopefully next year in 2021, we can all get back to performing live and making live performances. Sadly, we're not there right now, but keep your fingers crossed, keep wearing your masks, and we will be making live appearances again. We already have a whole bunch of people watching this evening. Vicky and Robin, adore you both. Thank you both for watching. <laughs> a lot of people commenting,
0: rocks by Ha
1: <laughs> ha. I actually talked to Lolly this week. She is going to be putting a commercial together considering we talk about her jewelry all the time. If you do not have a jewelry set from Lolly Cox, make sure you order one. They are amazing. Um, You can't really tell this jewelry set is in fact green, but um, the miracle of Hollywood changes the color of my jewelry set or something like that. I don't know. Um, uh, we have Miss Alicia Stair watching. Evening, everyone, good to see you. <gasps> Miss Portia Willis is watching. Hello, Portia. Miss Portia is going to be one of our guests next weekend right here on Inside the Drag Closet. I'm so excited to chat with her. Um, Julie, oh my gosh, Julie, I miss you I love what you're posting on Facebook It's fantastic uh, Brenda Thomas, Aunt Brenda, good to see you Love my hair, oh, thank you so much This is my natural color You can tell by the dark roots uh, What else do we have? Oh, Don, Don Davis, such a cute little panda I know, just wait There are other cute little pandas that we're going to have on the show A little bit later Oh, <laughs> Teddy, hello, Jade Devere Hello, Teddy, so good to see you I'm so excited to share what you shared with me later this evening. (laughs) Alicia, I love the panda top, onesie, LOL. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, Truth be told, it's a cute little Halloween costume. It had mittens, but they're still in the the bag because I can't, I have to run this show in addition to hosting the show and it's a lot. So tonight we do have a fantastic show. We are tackling two topics at once. We're going to be talking about being a show director for drag shows, as well as drag husbands. Our two fabulous guests, Derek and Jeremy, um, are not only drag husbands, but they are the real life husbands of me and Scarlet Overkill. So they're not just drag husbands, they're real husbands. They're stuck with us all the time. But speaking of the fabulous Miss Scarlet, I think it's time I bring her out. So everyone put your hands together for Scarlet Overkill. Hey everyone, hello Jade. How are you girl, give us a um, little who, what, wear.
2: All right, so who, what, wear, who I, am I? I am everyone's favorite clown, Scarlet Overkill. What am I wearing? Um, This fabulous pink outfit from, I don't really know where, with pink hair, pink nails that my husband did for me. So I'm wearing a lot of pink basically. <laughs> And uh, where can you find me? Well, you can find me every Wednesday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time on Inside the Drag Closet. And you can find me on my new show on WLFDB Radio every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time across the pond, yes. So wait a minute,
1: you mean this show right here? (laughs)
0: Two Americans, two Brits, four friends with four different opinions. Join the guys of Across the Pond as they discuss everything under the sun and answer all of your burning questions. Check out their live feeds every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern on Facebook.com forward slash Across the Pond.
2: Surprise! I believe literally that to me while I was putting all this on my face. So yes, thank you, Ted, for that. It is amazing. I cannot show I cannot wait to show it to the rest of the guys. And we'll be using it this Sunday at 4 p.m. on across the pond. Find us on Facebook, like, follow, and you can watch that show as well. Amazing.
1: Yeah. It's, you you cracked me up this week because you were just like, girl, now
2: I understand what you go through. Mm, it's a <laughs> lot. I'm the only one who, like, when I said to the rest of them, hey, so we're doing this podcast and we'll use StreamYard, they're like, we're going to what? So I was like, okay, well, I guess since I already have an account and I'm familiar with it due to this show, I'm like, I guess i got to take the reins. So, But it's a lot of work.
1: It really is you know, there's a lot of times where I'm kind of quiet on the show. It's because I have a million buttons over on that side of the screen and I'm like, oh my God, what's next? What's the, oh my God, I have to get her information down there and I have to play the thing and.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh, we have uh, we have another um, WLFE-DB family member, Dominic. Jumping on to say, hi, I'm Dom from Real Talk with Dom,
2: WLFE-DB family. Hi, Dom. Hello, Dom, thank you to to you for um, liking and following um, our Across the Pond Facebook and sharing our episode, our new episode this week. Thank you for that.
1: I feel bad. I've gotten to see bits and pieces of your show, but I haven't gotten a chance to sit down and actually watch it because work is fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So do you wanna talk a little bit about who we have on the show tonight?
2: Yes, okay. So first of all, we have two fabulous people. I'll just say that. I want to take too much away. No, but uh, the two guests we have tonight are amazing. We both of them personally, obviously, because we decided to marry them. So there's that. <laughs> but also because we, you know, from day one of doing drag, just they've been there for through it all. The good, the bad. The Ugly, The Cute, you know, uh, all this, yeah. <laughs> and they also run and promote shows as well, so they know what it's like to basically do drag without doing drag. So, yeah.
1: It's a lot. And, like, I have to give them both credit. Being a show director is not an easy task. Mm-mm. And, no. you know, it can be really stressful. Um, yeah. So let's... Let's introduce, actually, I'm going to let you do the first introduction, because you know him better than I do.
2: Okay, so our first guest this evening is my wonderful and fabulous husband. He's been with me since day one of Scarlet being Scarlet, and he is the current promoter for Miss Gay Pennsylvania, America, and he is my, like I said, fabulous husband, so let's please welcome to the show, Jeremy. Hi. Hi. Hey, I'm Jeremy! <laughs> <laughs> across the room, <laughs> right? Wait, that that room looks really familiar. Where are you?
3: I'm in the family room of the house. Oh my god,
2: <laughs> I thought so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeremy, give us a little who, what, where about you? So I am
3: Jeremy Clayton Schlieve. Um, You can find what what I'm wearing is this fabulous sweater from Target. I don't know the 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 manufacturer, or the ta- the tag label. Um, where you can find me, I'm on, of course, Instagram, who asked you underscore 79, Snapchat, j-y-e-r-e run 79, and TikTok at who asked you underscore 79. And, of course, on Facebook as Jeremy Clayton. <laughs>
4: um, and you can
3: also find me every Monday through Friday at work, <laughs> and every Sunday uh, as the producer, backstage producer for Scarlet Show Across the Pond.
1: Yes. Amazing. Wow. Now, I'm curious. You are a pageant promoter. What What is the hardest part about being a pageant promoter?
3: So, yeah, I am the, one of the co-promoters for Miss Gay Pennsylvania America. I think the hardest part is really, one, keeping people, keeping Contestants excited about the system. People that would be interested in competing, you know, with the Miss Gay America system. There are a lot of challenges with, of course, some of the restrictions and stuff of that nature. Not to, not to beat a dead horse there, um, but also it's it, you know, putting together the state pageant can be very taxing, right? So for both um, Adam and I, Adam are the co-promoter, um, the other co-promoter, anyway it can be challenging because we have to do, do, we're doing a lot of the backstage work along with some of the other promoters that are helping us out, Sean Sabat and everybody from Miss Gay, NEPA America. So, so that's the hardest part, I, I would say. The two hardest parts anyway.
1: And you didn't get to do a pageant this year.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, with, Covid, of course, everybody was impacted. Um, the whole system, every system that's out there, really was impacted. I know there were a few that did a lot of vir- conducted a lot of virtual pageants, and I saw the one that you hosted recently, which was great. It's a, that, of course, brought a lot of ideas to mind. So I may steal some things, but um, you know, we, <laughs> we still don't know what the beginning of the year will hold, and that was traditionally when we really start kicking off the pageant season. So yeah, we're just we're hoping that everything gets back to normal and we're able to start having
1: in-person pageants soon. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Scarlett, do you have any questions for Jeremy?
3: (laughs) Set them out, lady. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm wondering why you got groceries delivered and didn't get me Sprite.
3: <laughs> that wasn't on the list. <laughs>
2: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. Well, not. I want Sprite. But yeah, no. Fine. Um. <laughs> so I guess my, I, you know, I kind of know a little bit about the PA system and stuff since you are part of it and you've been part of it now for what, four years? Right? Is it four years now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very. Okay. Um, so like what? Hmm how can I word this like what's the like what makes it rewarding to you like if does that makes sense yeah like why do you do it like obviously you there's a reason you do it like so do you get some reward out of it an accomplishment like what what is your reason for promoting Gay PA?
3: that's a good question um the biggest the biggest reason and i was thinking about this to earlier today because I figured it would be a question um, that I would receive from somebody either Jade or you (laughs) Um, but the biggest reward is really seeing the contestants grow right so from day one they're competing at the city level and then you know the the top two will go on to the the state pageant so seeing the growth from that initial contest up until the state contest it's night and day for some contestants right so seeing that growth seeing seeing those contestants take the critiques really apply them to their package for the state level and then ultimately either winning or becoming first alternate and going on to the national pageant that's the hope for every contestant but you know those that really apply the critiques will see the payoff right they'll either they'll compete their first year, make it in the middle of the pack and then the next year they're at the top of it. So so or you can be a divinity <laughs> divinity cruise and first time out the gate, you're winning stuff. So um, which is tremendous. That's not always the case. You know, take Jess Lane Dixon, who was uh, last year's or 2019s Miss Gay Pennsylvania America. She had competed over multiple years. She was on, you know, almost getting closer to double digits for competing. Um, so when, when you think of that, how the, there's that one-off winner who went to a city, one went to a, the state and won. um, and then both of the, both, both our, con, our contestants for the national pageant did really well. So it's, the reward is just seeing that growth, seeing that progression.
1: Yeah. It is very fascinating to see the glow up from some of these girls, you know, um, Callie Couture, amazing, uh, amazing yeah. performer. Um, went on to place 7th alternate is that correct or 7th place was, i think it was 7th place okay i'm not but i still, don't
3: remember it's been a couple of years
1: <laughs> yeah but still for her first time competing in the america system to like that's no small feat right there like she did an amazing job
3: oh yeah, yeah. to break top 10 yeah absolutely
1: she's she's wow. remarkable we do have some fun comments. Oh, from Efrain, Efrain is watching tonight. Not easy at all. I see what they go through, tough gig. For sure. And and thanks to him, he, he does a lot
3: of, he does most of the recordings at all of the city level pageants in the state. So, you know, he, he sees everything, all the backstage stuff and what we go through. So yeah, he, he, knows, he
1: knows all too well what we go through.
2: <laughs>
1: Very true. I have a, a fun question. Shoot. What is the hardest part about living with Scarlet Overkill? <laughs> He's
2: going everything. It,
3: is is <laughs> am I testifying in court or anything? Do I? You <laughs> <to laughs> are not under
1: oath right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so everything. No, it, 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 there there are challenging times, especially during. This time of year, and Jay, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, you know, this is the tough time of year for our household because everything's in chaos most of the time. Um, but other than that, you know, every other, every other day is n- no challenge whatsoever. It's just this time of year. <laughs> Honestly,
2: <laughs> Scarlet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what none of you saw before we started was like Jeremy yelling Scarlet's real name. Just like, hey, turn the notifications off. It was. (laughs) Uh, Ooh, Alicia Stare just had a fun comment. You should do an episode where the drag, where you drag queen the husbands up. Oh yes. I'm gonna take this one step further, and Jeremy, I want to know if you're on board with this because we're gonna do it anyway, whether or not you say yes. Yeah. um, I want to see Scarlet turn you into Jade DeVere I and know. I have to turn my husband into Scarlet Overkill.
2: What? Right? That would be crazy. All right. That would
3: be spoon, so much spoon. <laughs> Teaspoon or table, right? <laughs> Jeremy. Exactly.
2: get me, Jeremy, get me a spoon.
3: <laughs> Ladle. I would say, okay. yeah, I would I would I would do that, of course, now since I'm not going to be Scarlet. Yeah. I would
1: do that. <laughs>
2: He's only agreeing because he doesn't have to wear this much makeup.
1: (laughs) Full disclosure, I was scouring Facebook trying to find a picture of Jeremy in drag. And I found one, but I'm not going to share it because you were impersonating a friend of ours. (laughs) And I was done with love, but it was still... It's it's not a true representation of what your drag would have been. Spot on, though. It was very good. It was amazing. Um... <laughs> Literally, I mentioned us painting our husbands, and the comments are Ephraim. Oh, yes. Alicia. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, my friend Ketty. Approved. Vicky, Yes. Robin. Yes. Got- Chanel. <laughs> OMG. That's an amazing idea. Do it. Okay. Yeah! okay. We got to get this on the schedule. Don't worry, kids. Yes. It's going to We're going to do this if anybody has any other ideas for stuff you want to, if you want to see us do some stupid shit here on this show, send an email to inside the drag closet at gmail.com and let <laughs> us know what you want us to do. Not guaranteeing a damn thing, but we'd love to hear your idea. <laughs> when it
3: comes to the husbands, I'm sure everybody's all game for that. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's funny, you know, I was having trouble figuring out how to introduce this show because you know, a lot of drag performers have their drag husband, which is basically their friend who carries their stuff wherever they go. But you are legitimately Scarlett's husband. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do have to say, you do the drag husband job wonderfully. Well, thank you. I sometimes don't like
3: it. But, but you know, <laughs> that's speaking very candidly. Uh, but but I, I love it, right? Because I not only do I help scarlet i i'm i'm helping anybody that's asking for help backstage right so a lot of the time i'm not only helping her i'm also helping you know nine other people if they need it two other people if they need it one other person if they need it so um but again that's part of the support and seeing the growth and helping people is you know being supportive of not just my my spouse but also anybody else that would come along and need it
2: so and plus too like with you know drag husbands are just as much part of the drag community as the queens are they're at almost every show like not like jeremy said helping not only their husband dress but like everyone else backstage if they need help so they get to interact with all the queens backstage as well and get to know them and you know as we're a tight-knit community and family the husbands become part of that as well
1: yeah true very true well, Jeremy, I want to thank you for being here this evening. We are going to bring you back a little bit later so we can answer some questions from the audience. Is that cool with you? Yes, it is. Yes. All righty, we'll see you shortly. See you soon. <laughs> I have to tell you, your husband is one of the quintessential drag husbands because what he said is no joke. Like, he helps everybody backstage. Yeah. Even when there are times he should not. Yep, exactly. Like someone threw shade at you and he was just like, girl. Yeah. mm." (laughs) And that's why all you baby kings and queens and non-binary performers out there, don't throw shade in a dressing room because you never know what's gonna happen.
2: Exactly. If you're gonna throw
1: shade, do it quietly with someone you like, right Scarlett?
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what we do when the camera's not rolling. Mm-hmm. Oh, the stuff we don't see before the show. <laughs> exactly. When we talk shit about each other.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we do have another fabulous gentleman joining us here this evening. Now, he has been watching Inside the Dry Closet every night, mostly because I insist that he does. Or I will kill him. But let us bring to the show my better have, Derek gamble Ernst. Hi Derek. Hey, how's it going, ladies?
6: Uh, Good. Well, give us a little who, what, where. Oh, okay. Um who. Uh, my name is Derek Gamble Ernst. I am married to the illusion of Jade DeVere and and the man underneath. Um you can find me on my YouTube channel, which is a PA street scene. You can also find me on Instagram at that same. And also I'm now on uh TikTok because they've finally convinced me to do it. So that's at PA street scene. And then the number one after it, because I had an account deleted it and now I can't get back into it. So, and then uh, what I'm wearing tonight is a, a fabulous button down shirt from the local Walmart in Dickies brand. And then a a lovely green T-shirt underneath, adorned by my wedding ring, because I don't like
1: wearing it on my finger. Same. I lose it. I set it down all the time. We're clutches, so we both wear. it. Well, I don't wear it when I'm in drag, but it's always nearby. Yep. (laughs) It's closer to my heart this way. That that's a good excuse, yeah. (laughs) That's why you leave it on the cork board downstairs. Well, you know.
6: Yeah. I don't know where it's at. That's half the battle. <laughs>
1: <True>. <laughs> hey Scarlett, do you have any questions for Derek? Yeah. This is such a
2: weird episode. <laughs> it's like, what can I ask? Like with when Jeremy was on, you're like, oh, do you have any questions for Jeremy? What can I ask the person I've been with for seven years that I don't already know about them? <laughs> but unfortunately, I haven't, well, I've known Derek forever, but There are things I don't know about you. Oh
4: my.
2: No, I'm kidding. Um, So I want to ask about, like, kind of like what I asked Jeremy, but I'm going to do the opposite. So what is your least favorite part about being a show director?
4: Oh, um,
6: I would say my least favorite part about it is honestly when things that I'm in charge of um, Jade get a- gets asked about and when things that she's in charge of are things that I get asked about for example um, the two shows that I'm responsible for are divas down under in New cumberland and risque Cabaret in Harrisburg those are my shows. Jade is a huge part of both of those shows cast and support system but they're not her shows. Um, and I don't say that with malice I'm just saying like, that's not her role in those shows, but people will constantly go to her and ask her for bookings. And she's like, not my show. Like it's, <laughs> it's not my show. So I think that's, that's probably, it. I think there's also a little bit of me that doesn't like preconceived notions that people have about the way that show directors cast their shows and the choices they make. Um, so that can get a little dicey, but for the most part, I really enjoy it and I can't wait to get back to doing it. Hopefully in 2021.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is funny that you mentioned that because you we both get the comment all the time that you only book me because we're married. And I told Fancy that once, and Fancy was just like, That might not be the case. And so what if he does? Like I you're mean, the show director. It's your show. You can do what you want. I yeah. mean,
6: you're not to not to brown nose, but Jade is a performer that I admired before we were a couple before we dated. So the fact that I get to include her in my projects is an added bonus, but I mean, I I don't know how people would expect for someone who's married to a performer to not want them to be a part of it. Like that's, it seems silly to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh. Here's a good, we just got a good comment from Amber. I love your energy at Divas Down.
5: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.
1: 18 plus. Under, I miss it so damn much. Same. I I miss it terribly. Portia says the same. I miss Divas. That so. is such a fun show. Yeah, what?
6: exhausting. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no. Oh my god, I can't deal with him during that show. I'm like, honey, if you could be over there while Mama's trying to get ready, that'd be great. I know you're oh, having a no. and I find that cute, but shut the hell up.
4: <laughs> oh
6: yeah, every show I turn into Bridezilla, it's like it's our wedding every, every month. But I think it's because I care so much, like, and I want them to be good.
1: What is the hardest part about booking that show? I know you don't like that question. It's not that I don't like that question.
6: Um, I would say the hardest part about booking that show is Central Pennsylvania has such a diverse group of people to pick from and such a big pool of people and in the years that we've been together, um, I've had the chance to build a lot of repu- a good reputation with a lot of the performers in this area and a lot of the venues. So there's so many people to pick from that it gets to be tough to only pick a couple at a time. So you really end up getting into a, a space where you have to pick a performer or guest performers who fit a certain theme or uh, a kind of show that you're putting together and I know that rubs a lot of people the wrong way sometimes and that's that's unfortunately kind of just the way it is. It's it's the name of the business.
2: Yep. I know. He always books me during Halloween because he has to have it in the show. Exactly.
6: Bro, you're there like every other month.
2: Shut up.
1: (laughs) 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 You have become one of our regular guests for that show. Like Uh,
2: so fun. I love that show. (laughs)
1: Phyllis just asked a very fun question How sweet, I sure hope you have enough closet space Does he help you lug and tote your stuff?
6: I call myself the drag mule
1: Yep (laughs) Because he will only take one trip up and down the stairs
6: That's because it's ridiculous It's it's a lot of stuff But we've gotten smarter Because I remember when I first started dating you All of your drag was in multiple backpacks Mm Mm-hmm Yeah. So we've, we've gotten much smarter and much more efficient with drag transport.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So we are definitely going to be bringing you back again in just a little bit. Uh, We are going to take a quick commercial break and then Scarlett is going to have the floor to herself for a few minutes. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to hear what you're going to talk about. But kids, get your questions ready. We will be answering questions in just a few minutes. See you soon. WLFE TV
4: Radio.
2: Well, hello there and welcome back to Inside the Drag Closet. I hope you enjoyed that commercial and I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Now it's time for a Scarlet Segment. That's what we're gonna call it, Scarlet Segment. Um, Amethyst thought she was cute with diamond dish. Well, this is Scarlet Segment. So on my segment, I talk about makeup, you know, tips, tricks, secrets, a little bit of it all. So tonight we're gonna talk about color and using colorful eyeshadow. So as everyone knows, I'm a very bright and colorful queen I like to wear at least four different colors on my face um, when I'm doing my drag. So I have all kinds of makeup palettes from um, different brands and stuff that I use. As long as it's vegan and cruelty-free, I'll use it. But I like to use color because it kind of, for me, I use it in two ways. Like, one, to match outfits, um, and then two, to make me stand out. So a lot of times I'll use certain colors I'm using. Like, tonight I have, like, pink lips and I, my eyeshadow up top is like red. So it kind of goes with my pink outfit. And my wig is pink, you can't tell though. Um, but yeah, I'll also match like the colors of my face with like um, the contacts I'm wearing. So I am wearing pink contacts. Again, you know, can't see all these lashes on. But yeah, um, I like wearing, like I said, a lot of color because it's part of my aesthetic. I always try to be the most bright. And colorful thing in the room so by wearing different colors on my face and matching it with my outfits um is something you know what to say like i'd love to do and i try to do all the time so um i'll try and you know when i do colors too i'll try and try and match them in the same kind of color scheme like i have red and pink on now with like purple so i'll try and like the three colors while they're different i try to also like keep them in the same like um how can i say it? like the same realm of colors, so yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. It was something like different. I was like, "How can I like incorporate that and stuff and and to my segment or whatever?" But
1: I love that though. Like, and I think that's one thing. You know, there are a lot of different types of drag, but like your drag is so bright and colorful and
2: just gorgeous. Yeah. Like. I, another thing, too, is like, um, I was, I was gonna say, is like, I always tell people, too, because a lot of people that's one thing that draws them to my drag is because I'm so bright and colorful. Like, I'll walk into a room with like neon green lipstick on some, like, I like literally both. And that's the thing, like, not only is just my eyeshadows, my lipsticks as well. I have everything from like, I, yeah, sure, you probably never seen me wear it, I got it as like a gift. But a nude lipstick. (laughs) But like, I have pinks and neon greens and bright yellow. But like, I just love wearing color. And I think like everyone should at least like wear some kind of color. Because it really just makes you stand out. It's not the basic, like, not that I'm saying it's basic. But like, you know, like a smoky eye or something like that. Like, make a pop of color.
1: Yep. There's a time and a place for a smoky eye. And sometimes you just got to smoke purple. I don't. I don't know where that sentence was going. Smoke purple, okay. Smoke purple. I don't know. It sounded like a drug reference for a second and I don't even <laughs> I don't even smoke. So I don't I don't know what's going on. Although we did get a cool question. Um how do you get ready? Do you pick out the outfit first or the makeup first? Thank you Alicia for that
2: question. Yeah. Um so for me, I like like I said I'll think of like what colors. So usually like it, usually it's like the Eyeshadow above and underneath and lipstick is the three different colors. And then I'll there'll be another color that I add into my face um, as well. So usually for me, I'll pick up the colors I want to wear first and then outfit after because honestly, I have, oh my gosh, any color you can think of, I have an outfit for it in my wardrobe. I even have outfits that have like rainbows on and like comic book characters, like all so my outfits are just as colorful as my face. So it's usually not hard. Whether I choose outfit first or makeup first, it's not hard to make them match because everything I own is just colorful. I love that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hey, girl, we got a couple more questions, but do you want to bring the boys back for them? Yes, let's
2: bring them back.
1: All righty, let's bring back our fabulous husbands, Derek and Jeremy. Hey! I got to switch this around. There we go. (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate that. Why
6: do I have to be the bottom?
2: Well. Well... well, oh okay, I would be but I'm wearing my pussycat wig tonight, so there you go.
1: <laughs> so we have Vicky just asked us a fabulous question, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do a twist on this question. The question was, if there's one thing in our drag bag that you could remove that we really don't need, I want our husbands to answer. What is one thing in our drag bags we do not need?
2: Oh, go first, Derek.
6: I don't know. You've gotten really good about consolidating lately. Um, I'll be shady a bit and I'll, I'll put it out there to all Queens. The one item that you don't need in your bag, unless you're at a pageant, leave your crown at home.
3: Yes. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I don't
6: mean to sound awful about this, but if you're coming to a show at a comedy club or or a, a bar that's not a drag bar specifically If it's con- if you're contractually obligated to have it with you I get that But if you're just whipping it out Because you think I'm going to put you in for a crown number You're kidding yourself It's not going to happen They don't understand what you're doing And they don't really care
2: True
6: Oh, I knew we were going to get shady We are. I love. Look, listen. I love drag pageantry as much as the next person, but for for example, Divas. Divas is not an LGBTQIA plus establishment. They are inclusive, but it's not. It's not like a Stallions or or um, you know uh, a Rumors or Mm -hmm. one of these establishments or Heat. So most of the audience there is just there to see a show. They don't really understand why you're wearing a crown and what that means and so it I don't know it just seems a little thirsty in some cases so I just I try to avoid it especially when you get to the point that you have an entire cast where maybe only one or two people don't have crowns I that I don't know that kind of makes me feel bad for the people that don't have them when everyone else is wearing them like
2: right. it's just yeah that's true
6: be proud of your crowns but you don't need to take
1: them everywhere with you yeah <laughs> Jeremy. Shady. We're skipping um, the next
2: part. No, nope. skip Jeremy. Next <laughs> <laughs> one. So, he's going to know how shady he's going to get.
3: So Gigi wants to chime in as well. But the, the thing that I would say about Scarlett's packing is you don't need five walk-arounds and two additional pairs of heels for those five <laughs> walk-arounds when you wear the first walk-around every time you walk around and the wig every time you walk around. So you don't need all
4: that stuff. Like, I feel never very
3: I know you do it just in case, but just in case never happens,
1: sweetie.
3: I tell him this all the time, so you know uh-huh. he
2: knows. <laughs>
3: well,
6: knows. you have to get to the gig on time in order to be able to walk around. So
3: oh. and, Ooh. And, uh,
0: 18 plus <laughs> let's talk oh. about that for
1: a hot second. Yeah. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. No, but seriously, um how often do you experience girls showing up late or performers showing up late in general? I don't want to diminish our kings and our non-binary performers as well.
2: No, they're all late.
1: They're all late. <laughs> okay, they're all late. Basically,
2: <laughs> it's drag time, we're always on drag time. And
1: see, I hate drag time. I hate drag time too. I hate Same. it. The downside about drag time is that the audience thinks drag time is a thing. So we'll get ready on time and then the audience won't be there yet. Yep. Ooh. I
3: always I always say, what what time I always ask Scarlett, what time do we have to be out the door? And then I'm in the car at that time, usually, if I'm not running late myself, which is rare, but I'm, I'm usually in the car waiting and Scarlett's like, where are you? I was looking for you. I had to set the alarm. I had to do all these things. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you said we had to leave at this time. So I'm leaving at that time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got another really good question from Phyllis. Scarlett, your nails are great. Does your husband really do them for you?
2: This set? Yes. So I used to get, uh, when I first started drag, um, I was like, I don't have to wear nails or I was like some others and I got the little French chips from the Dollar General. But for me, I have such like long bony fingers and I don't know what it is, but like just the daggers make the look for me. Um, so I started buying them from Nails for Queen. Shout out to her. This uh, fabulous 16-year-old girl who lives in Pittsburgh makes nails for all the RuPaul girls. Everything. She's Her work's amazing. So I started buying from her and then as time went on, it's just like you know trying to come up with she got she's so busy now you know with being popular um because of like her nails being on drag race it was like i need these nails like this week and she's like oh it's a three-week wait so i was like well it can't be that challenging to make nails you know just buy the the sets online call them yourself and stuff so we bought the whole kit we got nail polish these ones have like glitter on them and stuff. And like marble works, like little, we got like little like, um, what is it? Like paint brushes and stuff. And yeah, we even have one of the little lights you stick your hands in at the nail salon, <laughs> the UV lights. <laughs> but yeah, and we just kind of started playing with different colors and designs. And it's, I mean, I still do get nails from hers but it works better in a pinch. Like we, if we need something, we have the stuff at home.
1: Uh, Jeremy, you're her silver metal
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> bronze. It's tournament. <tarnished.
4: laughs> <laughs> it's bronze.
6: I'm a participation ribbon, so it's fine.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> second participation. Oh, Boom.
6: This says last to say, not it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> last wrong. to be chosen. we <laughs> like it.
1: Oh, speaking of which, we got <laughs> another question. We're going right for this one. From Brenda Jade, does Derek ever do your makeup? Asking because his mom is the one who did my for school pictures back when I was in high school, and she was great at it. And I figure he is so good at art, he would be good at makeup. Uh oh! I was going to share the pictures of. I ain't Derek
6: scared. I ain't scared. I I,
1: have... I didn't download them, although we have talked about you know maybe doing each other's makeup just for the heck of it and putting it on YouTube for shits and giggles. Cause why not?
6: However. I think the, I think the answer to the question is I've never really tried. Um, I've done makeup on myself once or twice in a pinch. And it's that I didn't do that makeup myself but I'll tell you about that picture.
2: Oh my, she look was, at her.
6: She was so fishy. That was miss Barb wire. That was Fish. 11 years ago. Oh. My. Uh, I was DJing an event for the hack allies called the gay gala. And I, I was like, Oh, they're doing drag. I know what drag is. No clue. No clue. And I'll never forget. I walked in with my like TJ Maxx dress and my fishnets into the dressing room with the Queens. And the first queen I saw was miss Aurora F Sterling and I've never seen daggers come out of someone's eyes so quick. And she was right. She was right. It was bad. It was
2: bad. <laughs> 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 Who is this? <laughs> Derek walked in there like, I'm a woman. And then everyone turned around. Who let this man in here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you did go on a bit of a drag journey, did you not? Yes. In what way? <laughs> in this way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes, ma'am. Yes, that's Miss Husky Varna.
6: Yes, we've
1: we've come a long way.
6: <laughs> yeah, who did I make up that yeah.
1: night?
2: Yes, that looks did like you, a
6: traditional Jade Devere eye. So I'm thinking you did.
2: I
1: helped you out with it, but I was also performing that night, and I was like, I don't have time to help you, girl. Well, it was State Street, so it's fine. That's true. The State right. Street pageant, we went for busted, and we excelled in these goals.
4: <laughs> yeah that uh,
6: Yeah drag is something that is a fun costume that I I get you to put me into once twice a year but it's never something that I've wanted to pursue and I know the joke that I've made on many times and so have others is drag is kind or halloween is when the the costume queens come out and then they're demanding bookings you know two weeks later but yeah. it's literally nothing it's not a thing that I've ever wanted to pursue myself It's a lot of work. It is. And I don't like how it feels. I don't like how it feels. I don't like how it makes me feel.
1: You get very timid when you're in drag.
6: Yeah, it's like a complete opposite switch from who I am as a a regular person. I find that I'm typically pretty extroverted and outgoing. The second I'm in drag, all that goes away. And it's the weirdest thing.
2: Well, it's that's funny you say that because I'm the exact opposite. Like when I'm out of drag, I'm very much like, don't talk to me, don't even approach me. Like, I literally, like, as like, out of drag, I literally kind of come off very bitchy. But I'm not, but it's just my personality is like, I'm very, well, okay. But Tell like, the truth. My, personality out of, <laughs> my personality out of drag is very shy, even though I don't want to be. And I think that's, you know, again, I've said this before, that's one of the reasons I started doing drag was because that kind of pulled me out of it, made me more of an extrovert, drag does. Because I'm in drag, I'm like, "Oh yeah, all eyes on me, pay attention." You know what I mean? Like I'm very much more extroverted in drag, so I'm like, I'm the exact opposite of you.
1: That's fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> we do have another fun question here from Portia. What is one item that you would suggest every doll have in her makeup kit? Let's ask the Let's ask Jeremy first. Ah. Yes. Oh, and in you make
3: it. Oh my gosh. One thing. There's so many things, but one thing I would say is it would be a high quality um, eyeshadow for sure, regardless of which brand you choose. But it has to be high quality. If you're a smoky eye, if you're a smoky eye type person, or you're a colorful eye like the two of you, you know, having the high pigmented um, quality products is the most important thing. Don't get me wrong; you can go to a CVS or a Rite Aid and find high-quality makeup, but when you're going to like Dollar General, not all the time are you going to find that quality that you really need.
2: Tell that to Ashley Lynn. Oh, whole kaboodle's full of Dollar Dollar General. She won't watch this show. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she was watching it the other week, girl.
6: Hey, the Dollar General makeup is getting a lot better. Like Wet n Wild is really starting to do it right now. And you can they get are. that stuff for next to nothing. So if you know what you're looking for, yeah. you can really save a lot of coin going Dollar General. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make fun
1: of that. Wet n Wild is doing cream sticks now. Yeah. Like
2: damn. And
1: they're good. Yeah, absolutely. Um Derek, what's one item you would suggest every queen should have?
6: Well, I've always told Queens for years and and Kings and other performers as well. um, It's just sad it's discontinued, but I've always been a big proponent of the electric palette from Urban Decay. So if you can find one either new or just one that somebody's had for a long time that they haven't used or they've barely used, get an electric palette. It is one of the best drag palettes out there as far as its bright vivid neon colors now granted if you're not into bright bold colors it's not really gonna help but (laughs) i would say for especially for starting performers it's a great palette to to give you a lot of look possibilities
2: yeah
1: how about you scarlett
2: i've said it a million times and i'll say a million more have a good 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 primer it's the base to your whole entire face it's like building a house or building a car whatever like You have to have a good base or the whole thing will just fall apart so i use the i have two actually that i use um one that's more i guess like everyone is saying drug story but like i use the uh, elf the eyes lips face the poreless putty amazing and uh, that's more so if i'm doing like something online like this now if i'm performing i will use the milk hydro grip primer because that is oh my gosh like you put it on, and it's a really weird feeling. You put it on your face at first, and your fingers are sticking to your face as you're putting it on, but it dries completely smooth. But then when you put your makeup on, it stick. That sticky feeling comes back, and it sticks your makeup on your face. It's amazing. It's a little more pricey, obviously, because it's it is vegan and cruelty free, and it's um, milks all their products like organic and stuff like that. So it's a little more pricey, but it's totally if you can afford it, totally worth it. It's an amazing primer. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there that is gonna be an unexpected answer. Makeup removers. Mm, because yeah. if you screw something up, wipe it off, do it again. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, it's on there, I have nothing to take it off with. No, yeah. that's your mug. Have yeah. fun. <laughs>
5: Now, we are going
1: to derail from questions for just a moment because we did get a whole bunch of comments. I know when these all happened. Oh, puppers. Hey, puppy. Oh. Gigi. puppy. Gigi, come back here. Gigi. Come. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. We're going to get Gigi to get Gigi, some. She's not
6: going to do it now, but you want
1: me to, know. Dad. That's yeah. all right. I have pictures. Yeah.
2: So Gigi's our baby. We have three fabulous fur babies, all rescues. Um, our oldest is Alistair, he'll be six next month. Chloe, there's Chloe, she'll be six in August of 2021. And Gigi just turned one over the summer, so she's yeah. the baby. Aww. And you can tell she's running around the house at all hours of the night. Yes. <laughs> I I know that they're they're little all listed as mixed breeds because they're rescues, so they don't know who the parents are. I swear, Gigi's mom or dad is a cat. She sleeps. (laughs) She sleeps on the back of the couches. She she walks across the back of the couch. She'll jump from the top of the couch, like lunge across the floor. Like she has to be half cat. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Now,
1: I'm sure you two get this question a lot, and this is actually one of the most invasive questions that Derek and I get. Um, Are you planning on having kids other than fur babies? (laughs) My screen froze, sorry. What did you you say? Oh, (laughs) I thought you were just like, this bitch. Um, (laughs) Are there any plans for babies other than fur babies?
2: No. Oh, me... I mean, it's it's pretty much a no just because of like, you know, we don't really have time, you know, and that, I I don't mean to sound this in a rude way, but I'm not really a big fan of kids in general, um, so I don't really want them, but also it's just like, you know, we both work and I have my drag and it's just, sure, this year's been a little more calm because a lot of things were canceled, but a normal week is like Jeremy working me working and like three gigs. So like, we're Mm -hmm. constantly busy. We're constantly traveling. Like when we would have time to take care of a kid. I mean, sometimes if it's a weekend where it is multiple gigs, we have the neighbor coming over to check on the dogs. Having a neighbor check on the kid, uh, well, yeah, we probably wouldn't be a good thing. No. So. Yeah.
3: <laughs> a permanent sitter because, a permanent <laughs> nanny because we can't take care of the kid ourselves.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Relatable.
3: Yeah. So it's a no. So, yeah, it's a no. It's a no.
1: Derek and I get that question every once in a while. And it's just, it's one of those things that we have the same answer. We're just both so busy and we already have kids. So, yeah. if anybody ever followed my YouTube series, uh, Just Ask Jade, my kids were on the show every night, and that's why I dressed up the way I did. <laughs> and and uh, they wanted to come and say hi to everybody tonight. This is from <laughs> Pedro. Aww. These are the only kids we're going to have. Is that the Devereaux family? These are the Deveros, The Devourers. <laughs> the Severers. Devour- the the Severs. <laughs> This. Yep. So yeah, these are the only kids we're having. You two sit I, there and be
6: good. I think a point to add to that is especially for the four of us, so much of our lives revolve around nightlife and the night the nighttime industries.
4: Mm-hmm. So
6: it's I can't imagine, at least not right now with the current lifestyle that we lead, fitting children into that in a way that would be fair and good for us or or our children, whether we decided to go with a surrogate or adoption. Yeah,
2: definitely. Good, because
1: I don't want to ruin my figure. Yeah. COVID already did that.
2: Yeah, exactly. COVID 35, I guess. Um.
1: <laughs> but that segues perfectly into Daniel Jackson's question for Derek and Jeremy. When you first met your significant other, were they in drag or out of drag? Who wants to start? So
3: when I first met Scarlet, well, Matthew, when I first met Matthew, Matthew hadn't been doing drag, um, but transformed into Ariana divine and into Scarlet overkill. So, so I got to, I was fortunate enough to see the progression, right. To see the, the I'm, I'm fishy. I'm fishy. And that actually not being the case to what, what Scarlet is now. So. And you all, you all witnessed the the trans,
1: the oh, yeah.
2: as well. So, what and do you mean? I'm a that. woman. Look at all this, yeah, woman. I see it.
1: You forgot your glasses, girl.
2: Oh, Here, I'll my, bring mine over my, to you. My contacts aren't working that great tonight.
1: It's
6: obvious that she's <laughs> looking into a monitor and not a mirror.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: <Wait>. <laughs> yeah, lift the, yeah, lift those lids, girl. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Derek? Who did you meet first?
6: So so this is a long story, but the short version is I met Jade first and did not meet uh, Mitch for months after the fact. And the first time that I saw him out of drag, I didn't know who he was. So that's always a fun little story. Yeah. (laughs) Had no clue. Had no clue. It was one of those moments where I walked into a dressing room, and I remember where we were. We were at uh, Hack Lebanon for a show that I was DJing, and I walked into the dressing room, and this guy was sitting on a table and was like, Hey Derek. And I was like, Hey you, and then they, were, they were like, I think it was Aurora. That was like, that's Jade. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I knew Jade for months and months before I knew Mitch. Yep.
1: <laughs> that was a weird, weird time. <laughs>
6: And a We're funny story, but not one that we have time for.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Jamie Angel chimed in. They would like to know what would you say would be the most important factors to get booked into a drag show? Ooh,
6: Jeremy, do you uh, want to go
1: first, or do you? Yeah, wanna-
3: I can, I'll go first. I, I would say you know, a lot of you know a, a lot of your talent can speak for itself, but I think there's also a humility factor that a lot of people are lacking when they want to get booked, like this one.
5: Um, like, you know,
3: yeah. So. You know, being humble, being able to be appreciative and and show respect for the performers that you're with or would be with or want to be with, I think that goes a very long way. So that would be my answer, panel of judges. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: Thank you, contestant number one. Yeah. Thank you. Uh,
6: I would say uh, to kind of piggyback on that, um, especially with COVID notwithstanding, even before right. COVID there's been a big shift in the past nine ish years with drag in general um, going from kind of like this sorted underground thing that not many people did and nobody dated drag Queens. And like, there was so much negativity around it to now it's a dare I say, mainstream positive thing that everyone knows about in some way, but there's been a shift also towards uh, social media Queens and Kings and, and non-binary performers where you can be underage and do drag for years. Literally years. I mean there's kids that are in their, you know, 11, 12 and younger doing drag but they're not performing. So I think there has to be a little bit of reflection once you get to the age where you can start performing at venues where you need to realize that yes, you may have a lot of performers and Gobs and gobs of sickening-looking photos, but once you enter this realm, the like the Thunderdome, if you want to say so, like you're starting over. You're starting over, unless you're somebody like a Violet Chachki or someone who immediately got on Drag Race the second they were of age. I think she was 21 when she won. Yeah. But the second you walk into that club or that fire hall or that that Hamburger Mary's or wherever you're performing you're starting all over again. You've had a lot of good practice as far as being able to paint and maybe perform, but it's a completely different realm. And there's a lot of people that have been doing this much longer than you. And there has, I don't, I hate to to use the term hierarchy because that seems weird and kind of gatekeeper-y, but I do think you need to realize and have kind of that moment with yourself where you take a step back and say, okay, now I'm coming into a new a new chapter of this. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to be where I think I should be right away.
1: Right. Yeah. That's a good. point. Well, we talk about that a lot on the show, you know, especially for newer performers who are getting their feet wet and just starting to establish themselves, come in, do benefit shows. Benefit shows are a great way to network. Sure. You're going to be donating a lot of time for them, but you will also be building those, um, relationships with other performers and you'll you'll get the building blocks you need to become an even better performer and to work with people who want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well and go ahead.
6: Also also when you start doing drag at venues and even though I'm not a drag performer, I totally understand that. But I feel like I've been around the block long enough to kind of realize there's things that happen at every gig Things go wrong or things don't go as you plan. Well, when you're doing everything in your bedroom, nothing can go wrong unless you like trip over your own feet. But there's going to be the show where you forget your body. There's going to be the show where you forget your makeup. There's going to be the show where you forget your music. So it's kind of boot camp for the first little bit while you're, you know, quote unquote paying your dues. So just allow yourself to embrace the lessons that you're going to learn very quickly. And have fun with it, but also be be aware of the people that were there before you because they're a great resource if you treat them with respect.
1: Mm-hmm. Jeremy has a really good story about a queen coming into one of her first gigs and not bringing any makeup and asking who's going to paint her. <laughs> Without saying names, do you want to tell us that story? Yeah no and and I, uh, before I get into the story I would like to
3: piggyback off what both of you have said right so it, you know not only with the paying your dues but just putting yourself out there enough to want to get booked someplace like you know you you're gonna get a lot of no's before you get a yes right and I can I can tell from experience with this one above me you know there were a lot of no's before there were yeses and then when yeses came in boy was it a flood right but but Scarlett. And I'm, I'm sure the same thing with you, Jade, when you're, when you're first starting out, people don't know you They they, they haven't built a relationship with you. So there are a lot of variables working against you early on, but as you're working, you're working around the scene and really understanding the hierarchy, if you want to call it that, or, you know, what have you, you know, you really become aware of who what, who you need to emulate yourself by and. And kind of what you need to kind of work against, because ultimately it is kind of working your salmon working upstream. Well, in the situation that you're referring to without saying names, um, you know, there was that new queen who was just starting out, who. We lost your audio. My my, sorry. My sister was calling, so I had to cancel the call. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but for you know, for this queen, you know, not only was it the fir- her first time performing, but also you know, we're talking about showtime started ten minutes ago, and Queen was just walking in, not painted, not really prepared to go on stage, and then said, "Hey, who can paint me? Who who's, who can paint me?" And everybody, all of the other Queens are getting ready, all of the backstage help that were that might've been helping the Queens left. And it was just me and maybe one other person. And so I said, okay, I will, I, I, you know, I helped my husband when he was starting out. And so I started painting the queen help helping out as quickly as I could, because, um, it was like a few minutes and then you're on stage and, Scarlet happened to just walk on by looking all clown fish and everything. And and the queen looked over at Scarlet and said, um, yeah, just don't paint me like that. I looked at the queen and was like, that's my husband, first of all. So uh etch a sketch. You're good. <laughs> go ahead and go
4: on stage.
3: <laughs> good luck, girl. <laughs> So that, that's my story. But but again, that, that leads back to the humility, not necessarily paying your dues, all of that stuff. You know, you don't have to do all of that. But in those instances, come prepared, be ready to kind of pick up. You know, you should be a sponge early on, in my opinion. You should be looking to get information unless you're like what Derek said. You're one of those queens that you can you know how to paint, you know how to do body out the gate. And all you have to work on is the performing, you know, then just be a sponge, honestly. Be that sponge.
1: That was Anastasia diamond. You know, yeah. when she got her start, she was an Instagram queen and there was a drag show at her college. She was like, if I want to do this, I got to get my ass on stage. And she did. And, you know, we've all been friends ever since. She was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she fell right off that stage. <laughs>
3: you never going to
6: let
1: her live Man, it down, are you? I'm never going to so let before. her forget never. it. Never. <laughs>
6: I would like to add one more thing on to uh, newer performers wanting to get bookings, something that's really vital in my eyes, go to the show that you want to be a part of and be an audience mm. member. If I've never seen you before, except comments on Facebook and you come to my venue looking for a booking, why should I put you in the show? If you don't care about it, right? Like, Come, I'm not saying be there every single show, but like if I've never seen you inside those doors, I feel kind of the same way about people that go to bar pageants having never set foot in the bar. Like it's just weird to me. It's I don't know.
2: That's fair. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anything yeah. else to add, Scarlett?
2: I mean, not really. I, I agree with everything they said. It's all about you know, you know, Jade. Like you and I didn't wake up one morning and we're at the point we are now. We had to work our asses off, blood, sweat, tears, and a lot of money to look this cheap. So, you know, you can't just expect to walk into your first show and be handed everything you want like a queen. Like, you know, you have to work to get to the level that you are. Like Jeremy said, when I first started out, it was more no's than yeses, and the shows were few and far because no one knew who I was and I was a new performer. But, you know, I worked my ass off and you know, learned this, that, and the third and, you know, made a name for myself. And now I have a big name in the area, but you have to, you have to put in the work to get the the bookings. You don't, they're not just going to come to you. Exactly.
3: And and to to add to that, like, I remember. The, the first time, you know, Scarlett as Ariana was like, I don't know what to do. I don't, nobody's answering me back. Nobody's replying to my messages. And then I remember, you know, oddly enough, we were in, we, we were living in myerstown at the time. And I messaged Whitley and said, hey, you know, my husband's into, or my boyfriend at the time is into doing drag and wanting to perform. Is there anything that you can recommend? And Whitley plugged the Lebanon show, of course, and we had, we had went um Ariana got in got in to look. And we showed up at the we showed up at the, the the hotel and of course watched the whole thing and had a great time. You were there, Felicia was there and a couple of other people. Um but that was really the, the first exposure outside of like other instances that the, both of both of us had. had. Well, except for um Scarlet, but like maybe I should speak for myself in that instance. But but ultimately that was the start, right? Like then Met you and you recommended the Delaware Newcomer Pageant. Competed at that. You all, you and Aida both recommended the amateur drag race. And then now, you know, now look at the animal you both created. So yikes, damn.
6: Well, and here's here's another fun thing. It's something that I don't see as much push towards now in the drag community as I did when Jade and I first met each other if you're not finding opportunities, create your own opportunities. If you are hungry enough that you want this and you want to be a part of this world, there's nothing to stop you from creating your own show. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but there's nothing stopping you except yourself.
3: Yeah.
1: And that's why Jay Devere is not a show director. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: it's enough work doing this show every week to be very honest, you know, a weekly gig is a lot of work. Um, and it's funny, we I chat with Teddy all the time about the fact that like we put on a full face and we do like, I've got my girls and you can barely see them because they're down here, but <laughs> gravity is a bitch. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm wearing a good bra too. Um, but you know, it's a lot of work to... Get into this. Tonight, I was going through it. I, I wasn't feeling my face and then the lashes went on. And I was like, oh, there she is. Every every drag performer has that one moment where they're just like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate.
2: Oh. Oh yeah. Fancy
1: meeting you here. <laughs> 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 oh my God, we are getting so many good questions tonight. I'm loving this. I feel bad because my chat's a little bit delayed, but going back to the conversations about like having children, you know, Ephraim says fur babies are easier to manage. Uh yeah. Kenneth, as a gay dad, I can respect that. Um, yeah. Him and his husband have a little one and they just relocated. Uh, they are on their way to Orlando because his husband got, his job moved him down there. And he's like, well, time to start over. Um, yep. Got their drag kids too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I say, wait, yeah, um, we, have, we have children. Technically, we have children, so that's true. Drag, drag children, but they're still children.
1: I have four children, and I can't get a refund. Yeah, <laughs> but this is a fascinating question. I enjoy this one from Alicia. Have the husbands ever gotten jealous before, during, or after dating and marriage?
2: <laughs> like yeah. jealous oh, of yeah. our drag. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Are they, or... are
6: they asking if it's jealousy of your fame?
2: Or we jealousy.
6: Don't have or jealous stop sure. it. Or jealousy of someone hitting on you while you're in drag.
2: Yeah. We need clarification,
1: please. Yeah. We'll come back to that question because that's yeah. a good one. Um oh, oh, here's a good one from Phyllis. Derek, who do you like best? Jade or Mitch? <laughs> well, I neither. Think I- I think that's tough
6: because when we first started dating, there was a much larger departure between the two. And the longer we've been together and the more you become comfortable with what you do and realizing your own self-worth as it pertains to your drag character, they're starting to merge a little bit. Um, I would say that I love Mitch and I like Jade. Mitch is, my hu- Mitch, Mitch is my husband. Jade's my yeah. my girlfriend. She's like my girlfriend. We talk shit, not like girlfriend girlfriend, but like hanging with your girlfriends kind of. Oh girlfriend. yeah,
1: we talk shit all the time. Right, we're like the girls from Big Mouth. <laughs>
6: yeah, but you and you and I had that kind of relationship before I even knew you as a boy. Like you and I were always kind of shady and fun and playful towards each other, and then that really hasn't changed. We just have more ammunition now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, here's a good one to tie back into show directing. Do you get inexperienced queens come to you looking to be in a show and expect to be paid like they were on Drag Race?
6: Yes. Yep. Consistently.
2: Yep.
6: I know performers that are some of the best of the best in this area who don't make that kind of money. So what makes you think you rate?
2: Sorry about
1: it. We were reaching out to girls for Divas Down Under and Derek was always telling me, he's like, this girl has a higher asking price than one of the girls on RuPaul's Drag Race. Good luck. Why?
2: Good luck, you're, you're I, understand,
1: the money.
6: I understand throwing a little extra coin if you have to travel very far. And if I want you bad enough, I will. No. But unless, unless you're someone who already comes with a pretty big fan base, I don't understand the idea of having an asking price. Unless you're, you know, unless you're a celebrity or something, um, yeah. I I try to pay my performers really well, and I, I think I do pretty well at that. But I don't take kindly to demands. Yeah.
2: yeah. And plus, I mean, and it's and there's nothing wrong with having a um, booking fee, so to speak. But you have to base that off of your your name, your success, and I don't want to say your fame, but like you know what I mean. Like what I would ask today. To be booking a show, I would have not asked that four years ago. You know what I mean? I've grown much more, and I I have a following. I am a name in Central PA, so of course, something I would ask, what I would ask for now for a booking is acceptable to like who I am as an entertainer now.
3: Mm-hmm. Twenty five dollars is twenty five dollars. you can't, right? I mean, you,
2: can't <laughs> you can't be you can't be you know four months into the game and coming to a show with a drag queen who's been ten years. And asking more money than what they're getting paid. Yeah. You can't
1: do that. Like, There's, yeah, and there are queens who have been in this game for a long time who are now kind of getting, you know, the short end of the stick because they don't have the asking fees of girls who have done a reality TV show. Yeah. Not names. But, you know, it's kind of, it's an awkward shift in the drag world right now.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, like I have I have a sliding scale of what I want to make at a gig. It's mostly based on how far do I have to travel?
4: Yeah.
1: Is it a smoking venue because I I will charge more if it's a smoking venue cuz I don't smoke and I don't want my stuff to smell like it either.
4: Yep. Yeah.
1: Granted most places shouldn't be smoking, but some still do somehow and I don't understand that. Anyway,
4: <laughs>
1: not naming names. Um there are more questions. Oh, my God. We got a lot of questions tonight. Um This is a pretty easy one. How do queens bring their music to a gig? A <laughs> <Eight> track. <laughs> <laughs> Record. <Yeah. laughs>
3: what is it? The sousaphone?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the gramophone. Yeah, there you yeah. go.
3: I've seen it, you know, CD is a common one. Um, flash drive is a common one. Um, you know, with the, the pageant scene, there is a shift from, you know, CD to flash drive to emailing and Dropboxing, Google Drive, all of, all of that stuff. But um, I've been around it all from, from the CD, well, from CD till present, not cassette tape till present, so.
6: I'm pretty strict with shows about emailing. Um, because one of my biggest pet peeves when I first started getting into the drag world was shows where I'd be sitting in the audience and I'd hear the same Madonna song three times or the same Britney song two times back to back. I'm very, I'm a stickler for send me your music a couple days before the gig. So I can look through and double check that no one's doing the same numbers and that I can space you out if you're doing numbers by the same performers cuz I'll I'll it's I'm not above asking someone to change the order of their songs if it makes more sense.
1: Yeah. Which is great because being a show director, you're, you know, managing the flow of the show. You know, you can't have say like three comedy performers and then a ballad cuz the ballad will tank then. So you have to space things out. Yeah. Or you throw Jade DeVere into a show and you never know what the hell she's going to do. And she's going to do a ballad, but it's going to be funny somehow. And, and on roller, roller skates, right? And on <laughs> roller skates. Oh. That's a sensitive topic for me right now. Because I just emailed Amazon today and asked for a refund on the roller skates I was supposed to get last month. Cool. Anyway, we have another question.
2: <laughs> yes. It
1: is... From Elaine. Hi, Elaine. How did you know you wanted to do drag? Jeremy? Uh, I, I,
4: knew I, I knew
3: I wanted to do drag the night I was sitting on the living room floor trying to connect my Xbox, drunk off my butt off my ass, and in a wig and being called Olga behind me, you know, by yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, that was the moment. That was the the uh, the the epiphany that I had and I realized shortly thereafter, no, that's not happening.
1: (laughs) That was so funny.
3: Olga, a lot of overkill.
1: (laughs) Yes.
2: Yes. How
1: about you, Scarlett?
2: Um, I mean, I realized I wanted to do drag after I went to college for a semester and hated it. (laughs) but long story short, like I did a lot of arts. I was part of all the arts photography, all that stuff in high school. And when I graduated, went to college, I wanted to continue doing artistic things, but I was like, what, like where can I go with this? What can I do with it? And then I like left college and then drag races started. And I was like, okay, this seems fun. And then, um, so for Derek to be shady towards me, then I did, drag one night on Halloween. And I was like, okay, well, let's see where this goes. And then I did it like once after, just like it it, in my bedroom by myself. And then I it was funny story to tie back into earlier in the episode. I remember talking to like guys online and on dating sites. And it was like the minute you brought up drag, they were like, well I'm not gay, so why would I date a woman? I've literally had so many say that before and I'm just like okay cool so I was like I'm not gonna do drag because then I can't have a dating life at the same time and then when I met Jeremy on Plenty of Fish his profile picture was with Derek Barry from RuPaul's Drag Race and I was like okay so he's been to a drag show maybe he likes queens and so we kind of hit it off and after I was like so I know you've been to drag shows before and I want to do drag or is that something you're cool with will you support that he was like oh yeah 100 percent and now here I am.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) That kind of goes hand in hand with, um, something awkward that happened on the show last week. Uh, we did get a comment that I did delete. Um, but I did want to talk about that a little bit just because we do have our husbands on, uh, the comment that we got, um, was a bit inappropriate. It was, um, something, it was Dr. Strange who said it, so I don't know why the Sorcerer Supreme has time to ask this question, but it was, hey girls, I'm a sissy looking for a tea girl to have a good time. Ooh. So um, let's talk about the difference between a trans person and a drag performer a little bit. Who wants to start? Well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there and just not deal with it. <laughs> The, fish.
2: the thing that I always say because I I will never forget this from um, and where I'm friends with her on Facebook, Instagram, all that she's super sweet. But on season five of Drag Race, when Monica Beverly Hills competed, she said, "Train."
5: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.
2: Trans is who I am, and drag is what I do. And, and, that's, that, it, and that's it. That, that's what it is. She's a trans person, and she's a drag entertainer. Two different things. Trans is her life. Drag is what her uh, drag is her job. That's like that. Yep.
1: And drag queens are performers. Yeah. And drag kings. And drag. I, I apologize. I keep doing that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do better next time. Uh but drag performers are performers and not that's not always the lifestyle. And if I'm on stage, I'm not looking to hook up with you. Yeah. I'm looking to take your money and run. That's exactly <laughs> what <this laughs> give me your fucking money. <laughs> give me your damn money and don't play with it. Don't pull it away. Because I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you look like you wanna add something.
6: Uh, yeah. um I mean, to get a little to maybe bring down the mood a little bit, and maybe get a little vulnerable. Um, this topic is a little close to home for me, especially when we first met. I was I never came out and said it and I never would use it against someone. But I was kind of one of those people who had just recently come out of the closet before we met, maybe within the same year, had a lot of internalized homophobia um, and the idea of drag was, I don't want to say disgusting to me because that's not it, but it was just something that I was like, I'll never be that kind of gay. Like that's not the kind of gay I'm going to be. And, uh, I wish I could tell myself back then, but <laughs> I do remember like how quickly that changed for me, but I just didn't know. I didn't know what I was talking about and I didn't know why I felt the way I did about things and although Jade was not the first queen that I had dated, um, I had a brief relationship with another queen. Um,
4: Your mom, yeah, I was
6: <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> spilling my tea everywhere. But uh, <laughs> no, I do. I do really owe it to Jade and and the Central PA drag community for really opening my eyes and making me realize what I my my misconceptions about drag as a whole and I feel like that was much more prevalent back then at least it was more out in the open where it was you know we would be at the the bear bar and uh, a queen would come in off you know off the street out of drag but they knew who who the performer was out of drag and it would be like oh look over there it's a queen oh we don't now I would never, like, it's disgusting to me. It's a part of my past that I'm not proud of, but I'm glad that I was able to move past it because I have a great life thanks to drag. And I have an amazing partner who is a drag performer. So, you know, give th- give things a chance. <laughs> I guess is where I'm putting that.
1: <laughs> well, and that ties into, Alicia did clarify her statement earlier about jealousy. Yes, flirting, touching, getting overly attached and excited fans, stuff like that. Um, how do you two deal with that when a fan gets a little too forward with us?
3: Well, I, I could say, and full disclosure, right? when I, When we first... Started dating and getting serious and all of that stuff. It bothered me a lot, right? And I, I internalized it, or I said something in at the most inopportune time. Um, but I had to do a lot of growing, right? I was already old, old enough, mature enough to understand the the difference between what that person's looking for at the time and what is ex, you know what's going to be expected of the partner in the relationship. So I was able once I got to the to a um, a nirvana of maturity it then transformed into like, if you want to go home with that person, I don't care what you do. Like I, it's, it has no impact on my life, our life, uh, whatever. Um, if you want to flirt with them to get extra coin, <laughs> boo boo, get that coin. I want you to have the money because I'm tired of paying for your drag. Right. So it's like, there's, there's a very, right? like, so you, you can go from one to the other here. And, and frankly, it, it doesn't bother me any longer. Right. If, but if you went back to 2014, 2015 me, I would have been like, get your brother. yeah. It would have been a fight basically on a dance store on the dance floor. So, but
2: that's honesty. <laughs> now Jeremy's like, yes, make that old man buy your next wig.
3: <laughs> like, I'm like counting uh, <laughs> the money backstage while he's while she's performing. <laughs> No, you need, you need more. Go out there and twerk some
2: fools. Like
1: get that. We'll get up there and you show me some teeth.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've never really
6: felt jealousy ever really. Um, because I know first of all, that underneath Jade, Mitch is a very strong person and can handle himself and right. she can handle herself. Um, I know that it's just illusion Um, I've been scared a time or two, like very scared, um, situation based, but I've never, I'm, I've been very confident in our relationship. I know that what happens during a show means nothing. And I don't care what you do at the end of the day. He's coming home with me. So.
1: We have a funny story. Actually. The first time I met his mother, <laughs> he was in the audience of a show. Uh I was performing, I was MCing at the time, and our dear friend Mandy Lee Welsh was performing. And she went over to Derek and starts motorboating him. <laughs> and Derek's mother looks at me like, Aren't aren't you mad at this? As I'm cackling like a banshee in the corner. I'm like, this is some funny shit. Uh-huh. And she was like, that, that was so not appropriate. I was like, no, no, no. That's drag. That's comedy. That was not anything serious. Like, you know, I Derek has performed from time to time and he kissed someone on stage. Gross. Was I upset about it? No. Cause it's acting. Right. You know, it's you putting I had forgotten up. about that. I'm sorry, I brought that back up. I know it's a very <laughs> sensitive subject. Uh, <laughs> But still, he kissed someone on stage. I don't care. Right. I've done it before too. Like, not any time recently, because, you know, COVID. But still, like... um,
6: I think and, when you're involved with someone who's a part of the public, and especially who is an actor, whether, you know, the various forms that acting can take, there has to be a bit of a, a conversation that happens pretty early in that relationship. Mm-hmm. about what things you may or may not see. I mean, think about Hollywood actors and actresses um, who do sex scenes with people. Like, they're right. still in real relationships. It's not real.
1: I got to work with uh, Alicia Rodas, who is actually um, a an inti- intimacy expert. Mm-hmm. And she helps out in movies just to make sure the actors feel safe in what they're doing, If there's an intimate scene, she's there just to make sure, is everybody okay? Mm -hmm. Is this all right? Nobody's crossing the line? Okay. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Um, Intimacy coordinator. That's what it is. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we don't have that in drag. So we trust each other. And I'm not going to, you know, there are performers who do get a bit graphic with people. I'm not one of them. Yeah. You know, I think those days are done, but.
3: Scarlet Scarlet does like to stick dildos down people's throats, so.
2: My own,
1: (laughs) okay. Oh, is this a drag thing? (laughs) 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 Technically it's time for us to be done, but we do have a couple more questions I do want to get to because I find, especially this next one, I find very important. Uh, Once again, from Jamie Angel. Is there an age that would be too old to start doing drag performances? No. No. Some of my absolutely. favorite
6: drag performers are are within their first couple of years of doing it and are 50 plus, and they're right. some of my absolute favorite performers. So absolutely not. Yeah. If you have the passion, age is just a
3: number. Yeah, exactly. the Mona Moorheads out there, the the Megan yeah. Thomas is out there, yeah. well, yes. In their 50s, you know, starting drag, you know. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I need to get both of them on. I yes. have Mona, but yeah. she's
1: been very busy. Ooh, both of them on at the same time. Ooh, there will be a disturbance in the force. <laughs> um, where's the next question? This is another good one that I like from Erica M. Stevens. Do you ever have drag kings in your shows? Yes.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like the pool of drag kings in central Pennsylvania is obviously much smaller than that of the Queen's. Um, but we have some amazing Kings in this area and outside of this area. And I'm happy to book. I will book anyone regardless of drag style or the way that they present their gender. None of that matters to me. I want good performers that are going to fill my seats and that aren't going to cause trouble in the dressing room
2: and a story. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he books me. So y'all have a chance.
6: Cause
1: every show needs an, <laughs> <every one>. <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jeremy, let's talk about uh, Gay America for a minute When it comes to drag things I know it's awkward
3: So God, this is a touchy subject I know, and I I will Apologize up front, because The Miss Gay Gay America system Doesn't have a category For those Competing in male illusion Um, So it's female illusion only, right? So, you know, in that it has been discussed at length, and even with Mr. Gay America, it has been discussed at length um, within the, the National Board as to, you know, what that means, what that entails, but they're going off of a history of the, the system and wanting to wanting to maintain that history. Right. Um, but there, there still are talks with, I'm, sh- I'm sure there are maybe not um, public to a lot of us. I'm sure there are with conversations with ev- you know, all, all types of performers um, and what possible what possibilities there are for competing in the America system. I know some, you know, with the America system, they're very, we're very stringent, um, but there are systems out there for male illusionists, either bio or, um, otherwise, so it, it, there's a, there's a place for you. So if you want to compete in pageantry, you know, look, there are plenty of examples out there to choose from, to emulate, to, um, either, you know, performers to emulate or pageants to compete in. So,
1: and that goes hand in hand with creating your own opportunities.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah,
3: And it, pageantry is a, you know, love or hate it, which there are a lot of people that dislike it, um that one up there to be precise that one one. um but when it comes to pageantry like fishy pageantry and and all of that it can leave people with a bad taste in their mouth but also it's a way for you to be seen a way for, for people to get to know who you are um and what you can bring to the table either you know being a spokesperson for a pageant and went by winning or what talent you have
1: outside of your speaking skills so crazy Amazing.
0: yeah
1: i love that we do have one last question once again from alicia you are just a plethora of questions and i love well,
4: this <laughs>
1: <laughs> how did you all meet and begin dating
3: oh jeremy go first because ours is long so we we met on plenty of fish we were talking for <laughs> <about a laughs> <month>. um <laughs> uh, we were talking for about a month and then we finally met one another and that, it just started full steam ahead from there and we ended up moving in together shortly thereafter um, and then getting married about a year later from meeting. So our romance was a whirlwind, you know, we had our ups and downs along the way, but by the time we got married, we ended up moving to Jacksonville, Florida, and our life was ruined for, for approximately a year and a half, two years, <laughs> depending on who you ask. And, and things have been great ever since. So, you know, that's us.
1: Go ahead, Derek.
6: Okay, so uh, to tell our story as quickly as possible. um, Like I said, up until the point when we met, I was not really involved with the drag scene. I really wasn't out amongst the uh, LGBTQIA plus community at all. Um, I grew up in a very conservative area. It just wasn't part of the world that I knew at that time. I was still very, very green behind the ears, I think is is the saying. Um, But um, I had started DJing as a way to make money on the side and got involved with the hack allies Uh, hack is Harrisburg area community college. Um, They have an amazing allies program. I'm so glad they brought it back and they used to do a drag gala every year and a drag show. Um, And that's how I met many of the the performers that I'm still uh, close friends with. But uh, up until that point, I really didn't go to to bars that did drag shows or anything. Um, I had a friend from hack Um, may he rest in peace um who asked me to come out to stallions one night to support him his first time performing there and it was a send-off show for another performer who is not currently performing um but it was a send-off for them and i was there to meet my friend and i didn't know the rules or etiquette of drag so i went into the basement of this club Uh, it was stallions in harrisburg and saw jade and aurora f sterling standing at the bar and asked if they they knew my friend aaron and most queens and kings and drag performers on the whole will not call people by their actual names. It just doesn't happen. In or out of drag, Jade is Jade, Scarlet Scarlet. It's just how it works. So they didn't know who I was talking about. And then I said Tyra B. Fierce. I believe she was Tyra B. Fierce at the time. And uh, Shady. And then uh, not they, do that. They there's went a up story her. there. They, well, there's there's lots of stories. But they, they went to get uh, Aaron and uh, there was a conversation that happened in the staircase And then uh, after that night I ended up dating one of the queens um, Miss Aurora For a, f- a few months um, That uh, ended And then um, Jade and I started talking And we would message Back and forth occasionally And we decided to go on a date We went to a uh, a, a Chinese fusion restaurant or something I'm not even Ooh. sure um, horrible, horrible date. Horrible, awful. We, like, we did, we had dinner and then we parted ways like that bad. Like, nothing, nothing or It was just, there was nothing.
1: It was a thank you for your time.
6: Pretty much. It was like a bad job interview, really. Would, would you like to be my boyfriend? No? Okay. Well, thank you for your time. Like, it was very much that. And then um, Mitch went away to do the New Jersey Renaissance Fair and was gone for a few months, or well, for a few weeks, maybe a month and a half. Um, and then upon returning, we just started chatting again. And one after a couple, I think it was a couple of weeks, we decided to maybe give a, another date a shot and it was much better. Uh, we ended up hanging out even after that. We uh, we went to Applebee's and then we went to, oh. to Toys R Us because we're children. And, and then we've been together ever since. Um, And then probably seven or eight months later, I proposed at a a faux drag, I say faux drag show because I needed to find a way to propose and I needed a a reason to get Jade or Mitch somewhere that I knew they would be there. So um, with the help of some friends, we created what was called the Bucket List Show and it was a drag show at um, Club Liquid club liquid eight ninety one in Harrisburg. And um, we had a show. It was a real show. We invited people. There were performers and everything, but it was a combination birthday party for Mitch. And then at the end of the show um, I proposed and we were married in October of 2014. And we've been together ever since. And that was the poster for the show.
1: (laughs) Shady bastard put together a show. And I was oblivious the whole time. Like, Ruby asked me to do her makeup, and I was like, girl, why the hell am I doing your makeup? That was to keep me upstairs, so I couldn't see them putting oh, okay. up balloons and stuff, because it was also my birthday. I was like, are you shitting me? <laughs> it was
3: fun. <laughs> so, we, so we got married a month a month before you, probably a month before you did, or close to a month before you did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we were, we're um, 10, 12, 14. 14th. Oh, 9, 13, 9, 13 14. Nice. (laughs) Literally
2: literally a month. Wow. That's funny. Oh my God, and your wedding anniversary is three days from my birthday, that's so cute.
6: And my birthday is October the 10th, so.
2: That's right, yeah.
6: Speaking of Aurora, (laughs) she just popped into the comments.
2: (laughs) Hey girl, girl, how you doing? Hey mother, how are you? Hey mama.
1: (laughs) I still need to get you on the show at some point, girl. Yeah. I haven't forgotten about you. Don't you worry.
6: I miss you. So,
1: we are reaching the end of the evening, but I did want to, you know, give a shout out um, to my lovely husband, of course, because he has been doing so much work uh, helping us behind the scenes uh, with this fabulous show. He designed the Inside the Drag Closet logo. He does all of our fabulous posters as well. Look at them. Look at that. Yes, but I
6: look look good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But he is also quite the artiste as well. Um, And these two have purchased so many of the paintings that they're really good customers. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, Adele. Favorite. Yep. We're the eyes.
3: We didn't Tracy get that.
1: Martell. No, they didn't buy that one. We
3: didn't buy that one.
1: Nope, and we have a new one that Derek just finished.
2: Yeah, I love, love that. I Anastasia like- Diamond. Anastasia Diamond, we love her. Yes. Yeah. Look at that beauty!
1: But when he is not working on all of this shenanigans, he's busy doing this.
6: Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's my current project. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah,
4: it's,
6: it's 4,800 Christmas lights.
2: Girl, wow, no.
3: That's a lot. <laughs> Could you do Ring a menorah it. in those lights? <laughs>
6: uh, that's, that's the next episode on my channel.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just over a week away. Starts on the 17th, right? No, the tomorrow. 10th. The 10th. Oh my gosh, starting tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. I get my, my Thursdays are very confusing because I don't work Thursdays. <laughs> And I don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> well, kids, we are reaching the end of the evening. So, um, Jeremy, do you have any last words for the kids watching this evening?
3: Well, first, I want to thank the two of you for having me on, and I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Um, and for anybody watching, just be watching, be be safe, wash your hands. I'm taking some scarlet lines, um, and then of course, of course, wear your mask. You know, I we all know what wearing a mask means to some people and some people may or may not want to but at the end of the day you're helping protect not only yourself but others um and as somebody who is on that you know vulnerable list i, I can't i can't say more enough you need to you should be
1: wearing it if not to protect you to protect me so and be safe always Yes, Thank you <laughs> derek anything to add
4: Um,
6: yeah, Jade Scarlett. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. WLFE DB radio for having me. Um, love the show. Um, I watch it all the time. I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) 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 Um, but no, um, I would really like to thank you for having us. Thank you, Jeremy. This was a lot of fun, you know, getting to, to know you guys in the the backstage areas, and then getting to continue that friendship outside of drag is a real honor and privilege Um, to everyone watching. Thank you for watching. Thank you for your continued support of our lovely husbands and drag wives. Um, You know, this year has been so crazy in so many ways. It means so many stressful things to so many people. All I can really say is please be kind to one another. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going through a struggle everyone's dealing with certain things that you may know or may know may not know about um everyone's living their lives whatever that means for them so just be kind life is hard enough without added added you know being mean to people and it it just there's no time for it so take care of yourselves Practice, you know, good mental health for yourself. Take breaks. Enjoy things that you love. Check in on the ones that you love, even if you can't see them. Wash your hands. And uh, let's pray for a, a better 2021.
2: Amen. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly. Scarlett? Well, you know what I always say? Wash your hands. Wear your, wash your hands. Wash your ass. <laughs> wear your masks and distance. Because, you know... Like Derek said, hopefully 2021 will be better, but in order for it to be better, we need to all work together. And that also means being kind to one another because, you know, again, you don't know what someone's going through. We all face hardships with this virus and 2020 because 2020 has been a fucking shit. So, you know, just be kind to one another. Um, And I want to thank Derek, first of all, for being on the show. And thank you for doing Divas and Risqué and booking me in both those shows they're both fabulous, amazing shows, and I always have a wonderful time. I love the shows and everyone I work with. Then thank you to Jeremy, obviously, for being my husband, supportive, helpful, thoughtful, loving, you know, being on the show, helping not only me in and out of dr- in drag, but also out of drag um, and being there for me. And yeah, that's about it.
1: Amazing. So,
2: and <laughs> one more thing. I also thank you to Jeremy for helping uh, me this past week, getting our my other show set up on WLFDV Radio, Across the Pond. Watch it on Sunday, 4 p.m., right here on Facebook. And uh, thank you, WLFDV Radio and Ted, both this show and my other show, Across the Pond.
1: You're getting podcast famous now.
2: I know. <laughs> I got to do something with 2020 and Ain't Nothing else to do. <laughs> okay.
1: That's so true. Yeah. I want to thank all of you for being here tonight. You know, the three of you, you're three of my favorite people. <laughs> and Derek's here Thank
4: too. Uh, <laughs> oh.
1: Seriously, like I we joke about it from time to time, but I am only one part of Jade DeVere and he is definitely the other part of Jade DeVere. Um, because he handles my Instagram because Nana's getting old and doesn't understand it. <laughs> but I adore the two of you. I'm so bummed that we couldn't hang out this year. Like yeah. But we'll we'll fix that soon. Yes. Just everybody out there, thank you all for tuning in. You guys have been amazing. Again, don't forget to go over to our YouTube channel, uh, Jade Devere. Make sure you follow and subscribe there. Uh, if you are watching, um, make sure you follow on Facebook, Inside the Dry Closet. We are here every Wednesday live with new content every week. Um, oh, I wrote down a list and now I confused myself. Oh, geez. <laughs> Scarlett, I think your husband actually gave you the name for your segment earlier. Oh, did he? I think it should be Scarlett's Nirvana of Maturity.
2: <laughs> Nirvana, maturity. Nirvana of Maturity.
1: Scarlett's Nirvana of Maturity. Oh. As she <laughs> talks about playing so so Hey, I didn't try to press that button. Um, but yeah. <laughs> next week we have another fantastic show i will be joined with my lovely co-host miss anastasia diamond and we have a mother-daughter duo joining us we are going to have the fabulous miss paula frost is finally joining us yes we love miss paula and her daughter portia willis who was asking us some amazing questions this evening as well and on tuesday you can actually catch me in another location Uh, Actually, Scarlett and I both will be involved with Slayer's Toy Chest. Yeah, It'll be a fundraiser for the children's home of Reading. We will be doing story time for everyone. It's going to be a lot of fun, fun for the whole family. We promise we won't drop the F-bomb more than 47 times. Um, (laughs) Seriously, we won't be swearing. I hope. Allegedly. Um, But yeah, it's... I'm looking forward to that. Slayer is amazing. She's put together a fantastic show. That is the end of our show for this evening. And I wanted to do a tribute to how I used to end Just Ask Jade every week. So everyone go ahead and join us and say goodnight, kids. Goodnight, Good night, kids.
4: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>